Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Yarns from the Plain. Ah, it's Christmas! <laughs> I know, it's December the 11th today, it's a Sunday and I'm sitting and looking out of the window and uh, it's absolutely bucketing it down with rain. It doesn't look like Christmas at all, it just looks like something very, very wet. We're in the process of having a, a new conservatory built. New conservatory, it's not like we had an old one. But we're having a conservatory built in the back of the house and the um, frame is now on and it is now watertight. So we're in the process of trying to dry out the plaster, uh, the, the breeze blocks and the floor prior to the plasterboard going up this week. And I've been stood out down in there this morning and it just sounds like being like ultra glamorous camping with the rain beating on the roof and I absolutely love it. I was almost uh, tempted to record down there today but actually the um, heaters and the dehumidifiers going so there was too much background noise as well as the rain but I thought it would be sound quite atmospheric in there with the rain so um, in the spring when it's all decorated and we've got some furniture in there you may have to put up with me uh, podcasting over the sound of rain beating on the conservatory roof but um, I'm really looking forward to it it was sold to me by my husband when he uh, after many years of me resisting due to the um, cutting down of trees required that the birds use a lot when he said but you could sit in there and spin and that was it that was me phoning for quotes before we could go so here we are probably eight months down the line from when we first or definitely seven months down the line from when we first started to um, get some quotes in nearly there within six weeks it should be all dried out and decorated and furnished so I'm very excited anyway as I look out the window and look at the rain, it doesn't look Christmassy out there, but my thoughts are turning to Christmas. And one of the first thoughts that I'm thinking is that if the winner of my May and Spinner competition from two episodes back contacts me very soon, then that person will have their Maya spinner with them in time for Christmas. I used a random number generator from the internet and it came up with as the randomly selected winner in the Mayan spinner competition, the gloriously named Poked a Goblin. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> what happens if you poke a goblin? Do you think, do you think you get bitten? Do you think they cast a spell? Anyway, poked a goblin. Will you please PM me with your address? I will actually PM you as well. But um, now that I'm broadcasting this, broadcasting? Gosh, I sound so posh. Delusions of grandeur. Uh, now I'm podcasting this. But um, we should be able to get that to you before Christmas because from what I've seen of your Avery profile, I think you live out the Worcestershire way. So um, it shouldn't be a problem to get to you before Christmas. So you will be spinning on your brand new Mayan spinner before Christmas. How exciting is that? Now, every year I always say, I'm not going to knit any Christmas presents. It's all a game for mugs. It's all designed to get your stress levels high. Everything is just far too frantic as it is. There's no need to point pile on pressure from that. After all, this, you know, knitting and spinning and crocheting and everything else, that's what I'm supposed to do for fun. That's what I do for downtime. I don't need to put pressure on there. 
And, you know, I'm up to my eyeballs in all these wool fest, uh, wool sack cushions. And, you know, I'm itching to turn that hand spun into that rainbow liesel that I still haven't cast on yet. Although I'm beginning to think that might be my Christmas afternoon knitting. I might cast it on on Christmas Day. How gorgeous would that be? Um, you know, and I'm, I'm sort of sheepy, sheepy all up to my eyeballs with these wool sack cushions. I don't need to pile the pressure on, particularly when in the past I've not necessarily had what I would term the most enthusiastic responses to my knitting. That's what I keep thinking. Although my sister-in-law assures me that any time I wish to make her socks, she will be delighted to receive them. Uh, and my mum, after several years without having a present, reacted with delight to the socks that I gave her last Christmas. So, you know. But anyway, no Christmas knitting at all. Which is why, of course, the morning of Sunday, the 11th of December, found me just scanning through Ravelry. Just for some quick ideas for quick free Christmas knits. I must be off my trolley, but the urge to knit something for someone for Christmas is so strong. I am really, 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 really struggling resisting it. Um, and I just don't know what I'm going to do because now, of course, having scrolled through these, I'm sitting there thinking, well, you know, that pattern would be really nice for my brother-in-law. That would be really nice for my sister-in-law. Oh, perhaps my niece would like that. Oh, maybe I could do those for my mum. Oh, I'd love to do this for my dad. You know, and I'm suddenly finding myself two weeks away from Christmas suddenly going, you know, these are quick patterns. Maybe I could. Maybe I could do this. Yeah, you've got a week of work still to go. Come on, Nick. Grab yourself together here. Get your, get your brain in gear. Huh? Can you hear the rising panic? But anyway, so I thought, right, how is the best way to dispel this urge to do Christmas knitting that is only doomed to end in tears and, and it will just be trauma? And I thought, right, the best thing I can do is actually record a Christmas gift pattern podcast. All right. So for those of you who, like me, are now two weeks away from the date and thinking, I still want to make all these knit gifts, but I don't know what to do and time is running out and I have rising, rising, rising panic. What am I going to do? Fear not. I have done a trawl for you. I have found some patterns that can be knit up quickly. Some of them I've actually knit up myself quickly. Others, no I haven't, but looking at the dates that people have done, you know, it looks like they could be done in a couple of evenings. So, you know, maybe it's possible. So I thought I would start with, uh, I'm, I'm going to start from the top and work down, um, if that makes sense. So I thought, right, okay, let's start, let's think about hats. All right, so I found a pattern, a free pattern, called the Quick Cable Slouch Hat by Azure. All right, it's published on um, somebody's blog, Azure Knits Plus. 448 projects on Ravelry, so it can't be that, you know, rotten. Lots of people seem to have done it in a couple of nights. It's knit in chunky yarn on um, size 4.5mm needles for the brim, and then eight millimeter needles for the hat so it's going to knit up quickly and it's a slouchy hat with cables in it 
All right, it was written um, to make sure, uh, to actually with the intention of being used to teach someone how to make a cabled hat. So it isn't too intimidating. And it's got um, big cables separated by panels of stocking stitch. So you've got a cable with some reverse stocking stitch either side of the cable, then a, a wedge of stocking stitch, then a cable, then a wedge of stocking stitch, all the way around. And I think from what I can see, there are five of these big fat cables going up. Some people who've knitted it up um, are warning that it's perhaps not turning out as slouchy as you might want. Um, and so she changed it originally from, I think, a 7mm needle to an 8mm needle, um, which is a US size 11. Um, or, of course, you could just add extra cable repeats um, in before you start decreasing for the crown. So it looks as if, if I have a quick look for you, it's going to take between 150 and 200 yards of chunky weight wool. Um, so, doesn't say, you know, about, it's about, you know, it seems to take about, about 120 grams of yarn. So it is less, uh, more yarn than perhaps you might get on a woolly worm head hat because she always works on her hats being, um, a hundred grams or less that you can get them from one skein, but about 120 grams of Chunky yarn seems to be enough to make this quick cable slouchy hat. Okay, so there is one pattern for you. Um, a second pattern that I'm going to put, it actually isn't a hat pattern. And again, it's not one I've tried, but again, people I seem to have, uh, people have used it. It's an old one, but you know what? The old ones are the best. And it's calorimetry. It's kind of a headband that you button up so that it keeps your ears warm but if you have long hair you can still have your hair up in a ponytail uh, it has got from um, what I've seen of it it's got some short row shaping on it but hey if you can do it then don't exclude it from this pattern it's a rather nice effect particularly if you use um, some semi-solid yarn that it seems to, um, you know, sort of get some nice patterns on the 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 part of it. It's um, Aran weight. There we are. I knew I'd find it soon in a minute. And again, it was originally published in Nitty, so it is available for free. And it's got. Um, rib sections in it and uh, it's really rather attractive you know keeps your hair out your face keeps your ears warm not bad for a blustery day okay so that's heads right let's move on to necks okay now last year I made a lot of cowls I think you'll remember that were using um, Colorscape Chunky by Rowan and I just used a very simple pattern that Sarah Hazel had actually let um, Fibre and Clay have for people who were buying Colorscape Chunky. But it's not beyond the wit of man um, to work out by looking at mine what you've done. Basically, um, I did it in moss stitch. 
and if you want to do a nice moss stitch where you don't have to think then cast on an odd number um, using a recommended needle size somewhere in the region of some you know between it depends on how big and how loose and floppy you want um, people were doing them anywhere between 85 and um, 101 stitches I found the 101 stitches a bit too loose for me but it worked really well for the person I was giving it to who had big hair um, my one I made less but you know that's a very straightforward idea just basically cast on something chunky in the round and knit Moss stitch is gives a nice textured effect. You don't see where the change in the joins are. Something else you could do, which is my idea, I haven't done it yet, but uh, would work quite nicely, is tubes of reverse stocking stitch. So, and and stocking stitch. So you cast on, and maybe you knit again. You know, somewhere in the region of around about ninety, eighty to ninety stitches, depending on your needle size. Um, Cast, you know, knit maybe six rows of stocking stitch, six rows of reverse stocking stitch, six rows of stocking stitch, six rows of reverse stocking stitch. It's going to give a nice effect to it. You could also go for um, Stephanie Pearl McPhee's one row hand spun scarf, which is, as it says, a scarf she originally designed to use for some hand spun. But it works well for any weight of yarn. You just alter the number of stitches. Any um, gauge, any needle size, basically what you do. She, The one she did it was a worsted weight yarn, but you could do it on chunky very easily. You can make it as wide or as narrow as you want um, and looks good in any gauge. And it's really, really quick again because you know once you've learned that one row you just do it over and over and over again that's another free pattern that is available on her blog and i'll put all the links up in the show notes moving down from your neck down to your hands um my one of the projects i've done the most of um, in terms of gifts is the fetching mitts okay and yes i know they've been around for what five six years six years probably um you know they work they're quick they're a great knit summer 2006 there you go that's when they were published in nitty they're a simple fingerless mitt with a thumb and they've got cables at the wrist to bring it in and cables up at the knuckles and there is pico edging. Now I altered mine slightly when I did them because I found it flared out too much over the knuckles. So I think I bought in a, another um, cable or I cast off really close to the cable so it was a little tight over the knuckles so it didn't flare out. Um, word of warning in the fact that the recommended yarn is Debbie Bliss Cash Merino Aran. And because it has that microfiber in it, mine, which I made... Oh gosh, how long ago did I make mine now? Um, I made mine coming three years ago now. And mine look, they look tatty. They look a bit worn. The Cashmerino Arrow has pilled and it doesn't look fabulous. I would be tempted if I made them again um, to make them in something else. Cash Merino Aran is lovely and soft and it does make a nice cable, but it just makes it, it, it just looked a little bit tatty, I thought, you know, after wear. It doesn't wear 
massively well um and those my fetchings have had a lot of a battering i do i wore them have worn them a lot um but they're iron weight and they knit up quick if you're confident with cables then it's absolutely no problem and you know you're a little fiddling around with the thumb but it's not much it's not like it's an individual set of fingers so i like it it looks really effective if you cast on and cast off in a different color um, just to add a little edging to it it's really rather nice lots and lots and lots of people nearly you know over 18,000 projects on Ravelry so you know it's not going too bad there is it it's a popular knit she also then um, I think was it the following year she then came up with a more masculine version um, in spring 2007 called Dashing which she knitted up in an Aran weight tweedy yarn um, that's not got cables at the knuckles and it hasn't got the pico edging obviously um, and it's got a little bit of a more complex cable apparently I haven't made these but they are something that I looked at and thought you know what um, in that lovely Methra, or in fact, in the Donegal um, luxury tweed left over from the chocolate stripes, chocolate cherry stripes jumper that I'm actually wearing right now, they'd be rather nice. And I'm possibly thinking that might work quite well for my brother in law if I decide to go down that route. You know, voice in the back of my head says, Don't, you know, don't do it, but you know, they're nice and I rather like them. Um, and they are quite masculine if you do them in a nice tweed. Um, Two or three people have said that they knit up on the small side um, on a four and a half mil needle. I don't know. I haven't done them, but just that might be something you might want to watch out for. It depends how big the hands are of the manual knitting for, I suppose. Another pattern that I really like, and this is one that I am really, really, really tempted um, to make another one pair of. I've got a pair of these myself in quite sludgy colours, um, is the... Mrs. Beaton gauntlets or wristlets, I suppose they are. Actually, gauntlets makes them sound like something with the suit of armour, isn't it? Um, but wristlets by Brenda Dane. Um, she of cast on fame. I made mine um, ooh, back in 2008 and I've been wearing them again this winter um, because they're just great. They pop out under the sleeves of my coat. They just stop a draft going up my coat when I'm out on the yard. Um, and I don't particularly want full gloves on because I need my hands free for my whistle and everything else but it does stop the breeze going up my arm it's because I tend to wear even in winter I still tend to wear short sleeve blouses at work because I get too hot um, in anything else because of the heating and you know children generate an awful lot of heat but obviously when I'm then out on the yard I've got a draft going up my coat sleeves so I find that my Mrs Beaton's tucked up there which I made in a pretty yucky combination of Rowan tapestry and some unknown thin stuff that I'd bought in a bulk bag on eBay um, they, they're just gorgeous now I'm just thinking that actually if I knit a pair with some of the mo mohair and maybe I've got a lot of kids silk haze but the Debbie Bliss Angel is um, I'm sure I've seen one in fibre and clay that's got some sparkly bits in it they might look rather nice, mightn't they? Um, with some mohair and maybe if I find some beads, because I've got some beads, quite a load of beads around somewhere. Um, 
I'm just thinking they were quite thick. And I do remember they were a really quick knit. I knit those in a weekend. Um, I seem to remember one of them, actually. I knit the entire thing, sat in bed on the Sunday morning. Um, my husband was away. And uh, I think I sat there with my iPod and listened to lots of uh, podcasts and knitted one entire uh, wristlet in my bed so the Mrs Beatons they are nice and quick and you don't need to do them with the beads um, the way I did I, I didn't do them with the beads and they look just as nice so that's another really quick pattern moving down towards feet um, I do have a sock pattern that I have used and I have made socks in um, a weekend before now. I've made three pairs using this pattern and it is the scar pattern um, by Julie Gardner. It was used in um, Sock Wars 2 back in October 2007 um, and because you're knitting them up in a sport weight um, on 3.25 needles they actually charge through really really quickly and it's a bit like potato chip knitting like the the Knitmore girls say, because it's on a four row pattern repeat. So you're just thinking, oh, I'll just do another one. Actually, I could just squeeze another one out. Or do you know what? I could squeeze another one out. And before you know it, you've done the nine rounds you need for the foot. Um, so again, it's a free pattern. It's it's neither feminine nor masculine, really. It de depends on what yarn you use, I think. Depends on sort of how masculine or feminine you make them. I did some ones in brown. Um, I think I actually did them in Rowan Pure Wool Four Ply. I think um, they were they had quite a looseish gauge to them. Um, I've done them in Poshan Emily, which were gorgeously snugly, and I did them last year for my mum. And looking at the dates of these, I must have given her one sock on Christmas Day because I seem to have completed them on uh, Boxing Day. <laughs> Uh, I might have completed it maybe Christmas morning uh, or Boxing Day morning through Christmas night. But um, they that was in Poshian Sylvia. Um, and my mum wears them as house socks. She doesn't wear them um, in shoes because she doesn't tend to put socks on with shoes. But she um, wears them around the house and they keep them nice and snugly. So it's quite a nice one for a thick fingering weight um, or a sport weight yarn. Another one that I've used... Um, that certainly the first sock seemed to hang around for ages, but that was because I was finding lots of other things to do. And the second sock, I remember I knit the second sock really quickly, is um, the Tide Pool Socks by Rainy Day Goods. Again, um, I think this is a, um, a free Ravelry download. Again, it's a sock that if you put the Pico cuff on it will look more feminine uh, if you leave it off it'll look less so it'll look more masculine again depending on what yarn you use uh, uh, and um, you know the yarn colors will make it more or less um, masculine and feminine and it's got a slipped stitch pattern like scar scar's got a slip stitch pattern that um, means that y you go through really quickly with it. And this, I seem to think, has got a slip stitch. Has it got a slip stitch pattern? Let me see. Um, 
seem to remember it had slip stitch. Oh, no, it wasn't a slip stitch. My my apologies. It was a um, like a garter rib. So it's um, knit one, purl one, ribbing. Um, and then knit one round, knit one, purl one, knitting. You know, so it's, yeah, so it's knit, purl, knit one, purl one all the way around and then knit all the way around, knit one, purl one all the way around, knit. So it gives a, an interesting little garter rib and comes up quite quickly. It works nicely um, on semi-solids. I did it with um, a Lorna's laces that I just really liked it. And certainly I remember the second one whizzing through it quite quickly. Um, but it is done on you know, it is designed for light fingering. So it is, It there's more yarn to it, uh, or there's more knitting to be done on it than there is on um, the scars. But there, I thought, were a nice selection of quickish knits. Um, like I say, I do remember doing the second tide pool sock. It only took me three nights, I think. Um, the first one I was procrastinating and faffing about with all sorts of other things, but the second one, um, I did it a couple of years ago. The second one only took, um, a few. So, you know, you might well be okay with that. It's two weeks. You could knit a pair of socks in two weeks if you have the time. But what I would suggest you do is if you are desperate, to scratch this knitted gift urge then look at things that you could do with chunky yarn or at least iron weight if not chunky because obviously that does quick knit up quicker than something that you've knitted in fingering weight i have yet to decide whether i am actually going to succumb to this urge to knit something christmasy i will let you know <laughs> in the next episode <laughs> I have a horrible feeling I might everything that I've talked about in this episode can be found in the show notes which will be at www.yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com or also over at yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com you can leave a message for me at either of those and I will get it you can also go over to the group for the podcast over at Ravelry. I'm Tales from the Plane on Ravelry, so you can leave a message for me there or PM me and uh, contact me that way. I'm also on email at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com and I do tweet. Some days I tweet more often than others, uh, but there you'll find me as Tales from Plane. I do have a listener's map, although, to be fair, we're still looking very much centred on the uh, on Europe and predominantly, predominantly the um, British Isles uh, and America. There are some lovely listeners in Australia who have put their pin in the map and there are some people in Canada who've put their pin in the map and like I say there are some 
people, you know, in mainland Europe. But I know, looking at my download figures, I know that I see people actually downloading the website from Puerto Rico and China and Taiwan and Singapore and Russia and Finland and where are you? Go and put a pin in the listeners map. Go on. Come and say hello. I want to see where you all are. I love to get an idea of where you're listening to me from as I witter on to you from Cheshire. You know, it's really nice and I'm not seeing you. So go on, go and stick a pin in it. Go on, go on, go on. You know you can. It won't hurt. I promise. It's painless. You don't even need to leave your name. You could just put an anonymous one. Does that sound desperate enough for the pleading? Sorry. Anyway, go and stick a uh, a pin in the listener's map. It would be great to see you all over there. I'm leaving you with some music from Magnatune from their Christmas music compilation album. It's called, now I can't pronounce the German properly, I think it's Schredrick. Sorry if it's not. I know it is Carol of the Bells, um, but this is in a German version. And this is by a female vocal group called Kitka. Their music's available um, to stream or if you pay a monthly subscription, it's available for download um, and it's safe to play on the podcast. So I'm delighted to be able to play you out with the Carol of the Bells. Until next time, take care. Bye. Stalla som blir